0: Today is Friday, it's the 17th of February,
1: 2017.
0: Sayedol said that today in his talk, he will talk about the jhanas. Last talk, Sayadaw related the story of the Brahmin Dananjani and how the Venerable Sariputta um, gave him teachings on the four Brahma viharas, especially on the practice of metta meditation, and this was just uh, before Dananjani's death. And so that the practice of metta meditation can be, or that metta being absorbed in metta can be a cause to be reborn in the Brahma realm. And as Dhananjani reached the jhanas and as he died, During that state, he was reborn in the Brahma realm. So when one dies while being absorbed in the first jhana, one is reborn in the respective Uh, First Brahma realm.
1: Uh, uh, uh,
0: Dananjani uh, developed the meta meditation just shortly before his
1: death. It
0: didn't or it it was not for a long time that he had been engaged in this practice. He didn't have as much time as you have here like being here for one, two, or three weeks. For him, it was in the time just before his death. And although it was during that time, just before death, he was able to reach the jhana. However, for you, meditators, it's not like that. You have more time, or you have already spent more time on the practice. (inaudible) And unlike Dananjani, who was sick, you are healthy and strong. And unlike Dananjani, who uh, practiced just before his death, um, you are not in such a situation. under those circumstances was able to reach the jhanas, why shouldn't we be able to reach the jhana? So we can be encouraged by him and also try to reach the jhanas. he was able to, uh, to reach the jhana or the practice within a relatively short time, so it seems that um, it is not uh, too deep or too difficult to, to do this. So when we reflect on the fact that he was able to reach the jhana shortly or before his death, then we, we can assume that it is not too difficult to reach this stage. So in this way, we should understand this and we should not think that we are not able to reach it. We should not have a low opinion of ourselves. Uh, Sayado will mention uh, an Australian uh, monk who had the name Uvimala Ramsey and who was able to reach the jhana. Meta-meditation,
1: meta-meditation,
0: he, he practiced metta meditation um, and it was not for that long a time. Sayadaw thinks that uh, he had practiced metta for about a week. And Sayadaw instructed that uh, yogi in the same way as he has instructed you, like he gave the same instructions for the metta meditation. First of all, he had him develop metta for himself. And then as a second step, he instructed him to cultivate metta for a person he respected or for a benefactor. And then he instructed him as a third step to develop metta for a very dear person, a close friend. And when he developed metta for this uh, close friend, um, his practice was going uh, quite well. In an interview with Sayado, he said, Now I'm cultivating Meta for a dear friend, and it's going very well.
1: And
0: he said that while he was developing metta for his friend, then a mental image of this friend appeared in his mind. And he continued to carefully cultivate metta for this friend. While doing this, he said that his mind became very calm and well focused on his friend, who was the object of his meditation. And as he continued with the practice, it felt as if his mind uh, entered or was in the body of his friend. Or in other words, it felt as, or he had no more a sense of himself, me, but it was like his mind had become one with the person, with the body of his friend. So this means that his mind was completely absorbed in the object of his meditation. And during that state the mind does not go off. It doesn't not it does not wander to any other object. In that state there are no more thinking, there is no thinking, no wandering mind. There are no defilements, kilesas arising. There are no nivaranas or hindrances arising. So his mind was completely absorbed in his object, the friend the dear friend, and there was only this wish for, the wish of, may may, may my friend be well, happy and peaceful. So the meditation went very well and his mind became also very bright and also his facial expression became bright and serene and, or smiling and he when he smiled or when he laughed there was even some it came out like uh, the sound of laughing
1: uh,
0: so um, this this uh, is manifestation of a metajana. What we call jhana or absorption is when the mind is one-pointedly focused or absorbed in the object of meditation. So, this uh, one-pointedness, this... Uh, Calmness has different strengths. It can be stronger, it can be less strong. And depending on the strength of this one-pointedness or calmness, one divides the jhanas into different
1: levels.
0: (coughs) So when our mind is one pointedly focused in the object of our metta meditation, then we call it jhana so this is called the first jhana and when we continue to practice and when the one-pointedness or calmness becomes stronger then we speak of the second jhana and we further practice and when the calmness becomes even deeper or stronger then we speak of the third jhana
1: and
0: continuing the practice and when the calmness Becomes even stronger, then we talk of the fourth jhana. And when one further continues the practice and the calmness becomes even more deep or deeper, then we speak of the fifth jhana. So in the scriptures, we find two ways of describing the
1: jhanas.
0: So one way of describing the jhanas is to divide it uh, into four levels. Especially in the suttas, we find the descriptions of the four jhanas, of the four levels of jhanas. Another way of describing the jhanas describes them or divides them into five levels. These five levels of jhana, uh, they are mentioned in the Abhidhamma teachings.
1: <coughs> through,
0: the, uh, through your practice, you can experience these uh, jhanas for yourself. How can you recognize uh, these jhanas? In the first jhana, you can distinguish five jhana factors. And in the second jhana, there are four jhana factors. In the third jhana, there are three jhana factors. In the fourth jhana, there are two jhana factors. And in the fifth jhana, there are also two jhana factors. Now, Sayato will explain the five jhana factors of the first jhana.
1: The five
0: jhana factors of the first jhana, they are Vitaka, initial application, then Vichara, sustained application, then Piti, rapture, then Sukha, happiness, and Ekagata, one-pointedness. Um, Vitaka, the initial application that's inclining the mind towards the object of the meditation or directing the mind towards the object. So, for example, let's say you're cultivating Metta for a dear friend one and a half. So when we cultivate metta for a dear friend with the wish, may my dear friend be well, happy, and peaceful. So then we direct this metta wish that may he, she be well. So we direct it towards our friend. We incline the mind uh, towards the object, our friend. And then when we wish, May my friend be well. It goes towards our friend. May he or she be happy and peaceful. So directing this metta wish towards the friend. So this is vitaka, initial application. And then Vichara, the sustained application, is when the, um, our meta mind um, is like very close to the object, sticks with the object, uh, is like very near to the object, and it stays with around the object that's Vichara.
1: So taking
0: taking an example. In the morning, um to get up, you hear the bell, or in the afternoon, when it is time for the Dhamma talk, the bell is rung. It's like a, a brass bell that is rung. So it's uh, the monk Unyana who is ringing the bell. So he takes a stick and bangs it against the bell. So he has to lead the stick towards the bell and then hits it. And when the stick hits the bell, then it produces the sound, ding. So bringing the stick towards the bell until it hits the bell, that's like vitaka, the initial application. You surely can imagine how this happens, taking the stick, bringing it towards the bell and hitting the bell, that's Vitaka. And so this is when like the the wish, may my friend be well, happy and peaceful, Um, directing this wish uh, towards your friend until it hits or reaches your friend. And after hitting the bell, then the sound is produced. The and this is when the, the meta mind stays uh, with the friend, and this wish of for him: may my friend be well, happy, and peaceful. May my friend be well, happy, and peaceful. When it is really. Mm. With the friend, very. And so then, when one continues to practice in, the way, in this way, then the mind becomes really. Um, very focused on this object or sticks with the object. The mind does not leave the object anymore, even when there are sounds, for example, the mind does not uh, go to the sound, but the mind firmly sticks uh, with the object, is firmly focused on the object and so the mind is firmly focused on the object of one's friend with this wish may my friend be well happy and peaceful so when the mind is firmly focused On one's object, um, when it is absorbed into the object, then uh, we call that ekagata or one pointedness. So, when the mind is firmly focused on the object, when there is one pointedness on the object, then at that time um, no kilesas, defilements, can arise, no loba, no dosa, and so on, Uh, the nivaranas, the hindrances, cannot arise. But the mind is just one pointedly focused on the object on one's friend some meditators experience this state maybe for one minute or for two minutes or for three four or five minutes Uh, Some meditators experience it for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, some maybe for half an hour, so that the mind is completely calm and still. At that time the mind is one-pointedly focused on the object, on one's friend, and uh, there is this one-pointed cultivation of this metta wish, may my friend be well, happy and peaceful, and the mind does not go out or wander, does not go out to other objects. So, when this happens, when the mind is very calm, tranquil, then there also arises uh, joy and uh, pleasure. So, when this joy, pleasure, pleasurable interest arises, this is what we call pity or rapture. And when the mind is happy, calm, this is what we call sukha, happiness.
1: So when
0: the following five jhana factors are present, then we call it the first jhana. The factors of vitaka, initial application, vichara, sustained application, piti, rapture, sukha, happiness, and ekagata, one-pointedness. So, there's quite a number of meditators here who have attained this jhana. So, the meditators may not understand the nature or they may not understand what vitaka is or what vichara is. They may understand what ekagata is, one-pointedness. What they know or what they understand is that the metta practice goes very well, that they feel light, that there is happiness, that the mind is calm, one-pointed. So the joy, the pleasurable interest uh, that they experience, this is pity, what we call rapture, And the calm, happiness that they experience, that's sukha, happiness. So these manifestations um, are signs that uh, one has attained the jhana. Practice is going well when the mind is one pointedly focused on your object, when there is pleasure, pleasurable interest or rapture happening, when the mind becomes calm, when there is happiness. So, these mental states or this experience uh, you only um, can experience when you reach the jhana. Otherwise, when not reaching the jhana, you you do not have this experience. So when one continues with one's practice, then the metta-based concentration becomes uh, quite good. So when the practice is going or when the um, concentration uh, becomes deeper, stronger, then one no longer needs to direct the mind towards the object. One no longer needs to kind of to push the mind towards the object. In the, in the first jhana, one still needs to direct the mind towards the object, the dear friend. One still needs to kind of to push it towards the friend. Then, when uh, concentration becomes deeper or stronger, one no longer needs to direct the mind towards the object, towards the friend. One no no longer needs to make this effort to push it there, but the mind very naturally just rests or sticks with the object, the friend. So at that time, the jhana factor of vitaka is no longer present. Initial application is no longer present. So it means that this initial application that directs the mind to the object the friend is no longer needed because now the mind uh, just stays with the object the friend so there is just this um, uh, meta wish meta mind and there is uh, joy, and there is happiness, and the meditation seems to go very well. So, at that time, there are four jhana factors present. These four are vichara, sustained application, pity, Rapture, Sukha, happiness, and Ikagata, one pointedness. Right. At this stage, Vitaka is no longer present.
1: Right.
0: So then one speaks of the second jhana. And then uh, when one continues to practice um, the mind becomes mm, firmly is, is firmly focused on the object of one's friend and so the um, the factor that sustains the, um, the mind on the object is no longer present. It can also be compared like a bee hovering above the flower because naturally the mind is just firmly focused on the object, on the friend, and there is joy, there is also happiness. So then, at that time, there are three jhana factors present. The three factors are piti, rapture, sukha, happiness, and ekagata, the one pointedness. So at this stage, vichara, sustained application, is no longer present. So when only these three jhana factors are present, namely piti, sukha, ekagata, then this is called the third jhana. So when one reaches this third jhana, uh, piti can be very strong. In this third jhana, the jhana factor of pity, rapture, is very strong. In the first and the second jhana, the jhana factor pity is present, but during these two jhanas, it's not yet very strong or pronounced because there are still the factors of vitaka and vichara. But when these two factors, vitaka and Vichara, are no longer present, then this jhana factor of pity becomes strong. this uh, factor of pity is strong. It can manifest as a joyful elation. One can feel goose flesh on parts of the body or the whole body or uh, one's face is smiling and there might be even the sound of laughter. So when pity is strong, uh, it can manifest in these ways. So in this third jhana, there are three jhana factors present, namely piti, sukha, and ekagata. And when one continues with one's practice, practice goes very well, and continuing in this way, then one reaches a stage where pity, rapture, is no longer present. So then the mind is completely absorbed into the object, into uh, one's friend, and uh, one is one-pointedly focused on that object, and there is just this continuous meta-wish for the friend. May my friend be well, happy, and peaceful. May my friend be well, happy, and peaceful. So it's just this... Continuous quality of meta being present um, without a gap. <laughs> So then uh, one feels that the practice is going very well or extremely well, the mind being firmly uh, focused on one's object, on one's friend, and the manifestations of pity are no longer present, so there is no longer this joyful elation, Uh, there are no longer the goosebumps or body jerks, but the mind um, is very calm and also happy. In the first Meta retreat, there was an an American yogi, and in an interview, He said the following thing.
1: Uh,
0: So he said that, uh, Sayadaw, I no longer want to experience pity. Um, When pity, rapture is present, um, actually it's not so nice anymore. Actually, it's tiring. So So Sayato explained to him that uh, because of his meta meditation practice, because his practice was good um, so that, um, on account of his uh, practice, uh, pity was arising. And then, in his next interview with Sayadaw, he said that um, he no longer experienced pity pity he said that uh, his practice was going very well
1: yeah, yeah.
0: so this means that uh he had made progress So it meant that he had um, passed through the stage where pity is present, that he had left pity behind, and so the next stage that he reached um, was characterized by these two factors of one-pointedness, of a kāgata, and by a calm happiness. And uh, meditators who, not, who do not have a general knowledge about these jhana factors, then when pity disappears, they think that their meditation is no longer going well they think that they have lost the meditation or that they have regressed in
1: their practice.
0: It doesn't mean that they have regressed in the practice. It doesn't mean that the metta uh, has been has become weaker or has been lost, actually, it means that their meditation is going better. So it means that they have um, passed the stage of the channel where pity is present as a jhana factor, that they have progressed to the next stage, and when only the two jhana factors of sukha, happiness and ikagata are present, one pointedness, then this is the fourth (laughs) jhana. So when one has reached the fourth jhana, then the jhana factor of piti is no longer present, and only the two jhana factors of sukha and ekagata are present. So then, once meditation goes very well, the mind is one-pointedly focused, and there is happiness. Meta meditators can reach up to this fourth jhana. There is a fifth jhana. In order to reach the fifth jhana, Uh, It's not possible with the practice of metta meditation. It's also not possible through the practice of karuna meditation, compassion. It's also not possible through the practice of mudita meditation, sympathetic joy. When one engages in the practices of either metta meditation or karuna meditation or mudita meditation, one cannot reach the fifth jhana, one can only reach the fourth jhana with these three practices. In the fifth jhana, there are two jhana factors present, and these two jhana factors are ekagata, the one pointedness, and upeka, equanimity.
1: <laughs>
0: ekagata is the one pointedness.
1: <laughs>
0: upeka is
1: equanimity
0: so in that uh, stage <clears throat> there is no longer the wish for no no, no longer the wish, the wish that the person may be happy that the person may be have uh, he- uh, healthy or peaceful, but there is also no wish that uh, a person may suffer or encounter problems So at that stage um there is this Understanding of Sabesata Kamasaka, meaning all beings are the heirs of their actions. Yeah. At that time, when um, to attain the fifth jhana, one uh, takes the phrase, the Pali phrase, of sabbe sata kammasaka, sakha, meaning all beings are the heirs of their actions, the understanding that Kama is the true property of living beings. So when one uh, practices Upeka meditation, cultivating equanimity, so then one does not uh, wish that person, let's say the friend, one does not wish uh, this friend to be healthy, happy, and well. One does not wish this friend to encounter any suffering, but one just um, understands that this friend Um, is the heir of his actions. So it's only through this practice of upeka meditation that one can reach the fifth jhana. Metta meditators cannot reach the fifth jhana. Because meta meditators do not cultivate this equanimous mind towards living beings, but they cultivate the wish that uh, living beings uh, or a specific person may be healthy, happy, and well. And so by cultivating this benevolent wish, um, one cannot reach the fifth jhana. Because this is not this equanimous state of mind. So you should understand that meta meditators can reach the first jhana, the second jhana, the third jhana, and the fourth jhana. So to reach the fifth jhana uh, uh, with the practice of Upika, you can do that next year. So next year there is uh, no longer a Metta meditation retreat, but the Upika meditation retreat. And um, uh, based on the uh, Upeka meditation practice and the fifth jhana, then you can fly, fly through the air.
1: Ah. <laughs> 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 Maybe?
0: Uh, so, so, next year we can make an experiment and test. So, Sayadaw has now explained or talked about the jhanas and hopes that you have uh, understood well. Some of the meditators have already attained the jhana. However, some of you uh, might not know uh, that you have attained it. So um, because you may not have a general knowledge of what constitutes a jhana.
1: You can fly your head. <laughs> If you you Uh, want to uh, attain, you have to fly in the sky.
0: But this is is only the fifth. No, it's just the (laughs) 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 joke. So, um, if you want to check whether you have attained jhana or not, just move your hand and see if you can fly in the air. So, then raise up in the air.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yeah, some people think that one, when one has attained the jhana, one can fly up in the sky. However, by just attaining the jhana, one is not yet able to fly through the sky, the sky, or to dive into the earth, or to walk on the water, or to know the mind of another person. So, to acquire these uh, abilities, One has to train oneself based on the jhana. Um, One has to train to attain the abhinyas. So when one trains in this ability of Uh, attaining the abhinyas or supernormal powers, then it's possible to know the mind of others or to fly through the sky or to dive into the earth. So um, to develop these uh, supernormal powers, abhinyas, that's quite difficult. So in order to attain these supernormal powers, uh, some have to practice for
1: years. (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
0: So if you you really do it, if you really practice it long enough, you can uh, attain them. So uh, having understood about the nature of the jhanas um, may you be able for your practice to attain uh, the the jhana one after the other. So may you all by continuing your practice. be able uh, to reach the jhanas one level after the other. Satu, satu, satu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.